Welcome to another week of Heart of Gold podcast. As usual, uh, my name is Eric, and I'm joined by Molly. Hello. And Jimmy. Hello, everyone. So this week, I think we're going to go over and um, critique the all NALCS pro teams and the various awards for the split. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's do it. They're all crap. I hate them. I hate anyone who voted on this. They're an idiot. Just who actually doesn't vote on this? All, who votes on this? Uh, players vote on this. Some like Riot media members. There, I'm, there might be some like media members with a vote, but it's not like the NBA where it's like mad media members. We could actually pull up all like how everyone voted, but that might just be like distracting to me, honestly. I might just be like, oh, we don't need that. I was yeah. just curious who who actually votes. But it's it's players, coaches, various staff members of different teams. And oh, isn't it two people from each team? Two players, you mean? I don't know if it's two players from each team always. I think it sometimes like a coach and a player from each kind of organization or something like that. Well, we clearly know what we're talking about. We should just look this up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It's casters, various people from Riot, and then two people from every organization. So, for instance, it was Bjergsen and Song. Oh, it's just always the coach from every team, and then, like, the player, a player. So, it was Smoothie for Cloud9. It was Apollo for Clutch. I believe that last year they actually had, I think they had more players last year. Oh, I'm so disappointed in Wild Turtles' vote. Bjergsen smoothie, but then just the legacy third pick of someday. Oh, oh, this is all MVP voting though. I would imagine that for it's similar ballots for the uh, for the all LCS. But anyway, we don't need to spend too much time on this. Let's let's jump into it. So I guess we'll start with coach of the split. So we had Prolly, uh, the coach of hundred. Well, wait, wait, we didn't have this. This is official. Oh yes, official yes, yes. Sorry. That that is a good point. We we didn't have, but the NALCS Coach of the Year was Prolly. Second pay, place was Reaper, and third place was Song. So, uh, yeah, what do you all think about this? Where's Loco Doco? <laughs> <laughs> he had the best win rate if you score it like golf. Okay, mm-hmm. a strong and, uh, and he got fired. What more could you want? It's the Earl Watson honorable mention to uh, to Loco Doco. For those of you that don't know, Earl Watson is the Suns <laughs> coach who got fired three games into the season in the NBA. Not not a strong season for that guy. And Loco Doco had a similar effort, so rip to Loco Doco. But but actually, so probably at the top. I think we're all probably probably pretty. Uh, Pretty happy about that one. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Wait, who's the, who's um the Echo Fox coach? Uh, it's Inero. Or Inero. Inero. Well, I, th- I think Prowley's still at the top, but like, what about like that guy as like higher up? For sure, and uh, Dlim was another one that I was thinking of. Although maybe I'm like biased because of the TSM series, and these were kind of regular season awards, right? But I agree, like. I, I kind of like Reaper, but I don't know why Song is on this ballot. That yeah. seems like a legacy award. It, the, it feels yeah. like coaching and picking poor picks for the meta for TSM was a decent amount of their problem. So, well, Song. yeah, I think it's it, it's still like I think I find the coaching situations among these teams like somewhat difficult to interpret just because they don't give us that much information which is fine but i feel like it's it's more reliable in more conventional sports have a coach and you're like the coach is like fairly responsible for how the team is run almost like almost to the point of they're exclusively responsible i think there are some some exceptions like i think like some players like lebron james might have a little bit more input than some other players would have but so, so, but like in the case of esports, I feel like it's it's not as transparent and it's not as explicit that the coach has as much authority. Plus, yeah. you don't get to see what they're like, what the players, how the players train, and how much the how much the coach is responsible for that. 
and also, and also, I think a huge like credit or like discredit that goes to like, for instance, NBA coaches is how they adjust over the course of a game, over the course of a series. And in the NALCS regular season, we didn't see that at all, of course, because we had best of ones. The coach isn't in comms with you, so they aren't really coaching the game. They're coach. They're preparing you for the game, and yeah. Uh, and so you can see, like, it's easy to see things like when Zix has these level one plays kind of drawn up for... CLG. For CLG, thank you. But, <laughs> like, do we really know, like, what Prolly did for 100 Thieves? No. 100 Thieves, like, overperformed, and so we give Prolly credit. And so it is, like, definitely abstract here. Which, yeah, which is also why, I mean, that, that's exactly true. But that's also why I feel, yeah, I guess I am favoring when I look at teams that I think overperformed, then I'm attributing it to coaching, which is maybe wrong. But that is kind of why I feel like putting my votes towards Prawley, D-Lim. And then, I mean, Cloud9 didn't necessarily overperform, but the way that they successfully incorporated Licorice throughout the season, um, I thought was really good. And I just, I I felt like Reaper was really good until the playoffs when we saw Cloud9 not adjust well in the series. But also kind of, you could argue maybe that like Team Liquid was just the best team by far. Cloud9 actually gave Team Liquid more trouble than any other team that they played. Yeah. So, also given that, I think it's a little bit hard to criticize Reaper. Although Cloud9 did fall off at the end of the split, uh, I do agree that, like, incorporating Licorice was kind of the thing that everyone was worried about coming into the season, and from just day one, it was pretty much flawless. Yeah, so my votes are probably... D limb and then Reaper. That's how I feel. What about you, Eric? Wait, so the who's the liquid coach? Uh Kane is the liquid coach. I'm really good at remembering coaches' names. I have um, a really weird memory for things like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't remember this stuff either. Jimmy is just the master of it. I've got a steel trap for useless information. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you need, like, the flavor text of a magic card that I, like, had in seventh grade? Yeah, no problem. But, like, like something for a test that I need to, like, do well on? I don't know. Or, like, where he put his wallet an hour ago? (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with probably Kane. Yes. And then whoever the the clutch coach is, is that Dilem? Dilem, your boy Dilem. Yeah, I'm gonna go with those three. I yeah, I kind of am tempted to give some props to Enero, but I'm actually just taking Enero out of the running for the whole weird substitution thing at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I th- this isn't quite what you have. I think it's probably Reaper Dealim for me is what I'm gonna say. That's fair. Also, I'm. But that's also reason... regular season. I think you would have to have Kane in there if. We're kind of extending that to the to the postseason, and I would maybe cut Dlim from that. Well, actually, to me, the reason why I didn't include Anero or Kane is because it seems like uh, on Team Liquid during the drafting phase that Doublelift was super heavily involved in that process all the time, and then on Echo Fox, I was kind of felt like it might have been. It just felt very player-driven as well. You know, and I mean, obviously, we just can't really know. But to me, that but... comes back to the, the discussion that we had before. We don't really know exactly what coaches do. And in some organizations, the coaches are super involved in, like, draft and pick ban. But in other organizations, they might not they might not be. But that doesn't mean that they're not, like, super involved in, like, adjustments, adjustments to the meta and, and things like that. And... and... I, I don't know. The fact that we're like not seeing them be as vocal on stage, I don't think I think it's hard to ding them for that. Because okay. we just don't really know. Yeah, that's fair. Alright, so moving on. Yeah. We've got the rookie of the split. Okay, so they chose Licorice, then Deftly, and then Onda. 
And this isn't a super interesting discussion, I guess. Who actually, I wish we had come up with a list of who the rookies are. Because there's Licorice, Deathly, Onda. I think the only one off this list is Solo. Who I would just easily put over Onda. Yeah, my list was Licorice. I put over Deathly, too. Yeah, I put Licorice, Solo, and then Deathly. That's fair. Uh, I think it's close. I think Deftly showed a lot of promise towards the end of the season and was the re- it was like a big part of why like Golden Guardians was in games, but also that could just be like he was the AD carry. Golden Guardians like got ahead in games because of other players. So and Solo did perform really well and just like wasn't a liability in a really tough like top lane in NA. More the reason I, I agree that Deftly being ranked second here is a little too high, but more the reason I really think he deserves to be on the list and why I have him third is because over the course of the season, he just improved so much. And I think that, I I don't know, I think you need to kind of acknowledge that and be like, you know, that's part of what a rookie, a good rookie does is improve and adjust. And so I think he did that really well. Yeah, it's kind of like how we would have voted for Niski last year over Mike Young, actually, because Mike Young had like a good start to the season and then was just kind of like nothingness for Phoenix one uh, and where Niski improved and improved and improved and ended up kind of like carrying some games in playoffs for Envy. And we were like really impressed with that. And I think it's kind of the same sort of thing with Deftly here. Yeah. But this is a pretty uninteresting one. There aren't that many rookies. And Licorice, I think, is the pretty clear rookie of the year. So I guess we'll just move on here to the first team, NALCS. And we had Hooney, Dardock, Bjergsen, Cody Sun, and Aframu. Any any quabbles with this list? <laughs> so, uh... My... Uh, my only quabble is uh, who do you think I, who do you think I put as first team all LCS support? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you actually? I might have. You had Biofrost first. Biofrost yeah, first team. I, I just like I mean Aframo is really good, but I don't think. I mean I know Biofrost doesn't really deserve first team either, but. Actually, it was just really hard for me to choose between the supports. I feel like I I feel like Aframu, Hakuo, Smoothie, and Biofrost honestly all deserve to be on the list, and I don't know. Um, I guess I can't figure out in what order seems best. I mean, I think Smoothie is like third team. Or, or he's not on the list, and Bio makes third team, Hakuo is second, and then I, I could see Aframu being first. So maybe we should just talk about this by position. So for support, I think I would have had Aframu. I mean, I picked Aframu as the MVP. And then I think I do like Smoothie, Hakuo. I think that Biofrost has like an interesting case, but I think that Smoothie was so dominant at the beginning of the season and Hakuo was like playing at a similar level to Biofrost while being on a better team. Yeah, I think I'm personally happy just with the list as it is. I think Biofrost is definitely honorable mention, but, but and maybe even like Ole, but I don't really think that they necessarily deserve to be placed over the other two. I guess I'm just not that excited about Aframu. But I guess Aframu he makes his team what his team is on a way in a way that we can't tell like i guess what it is is mechanically i don't find aframu impressive but i do know as a shot caller he's supposed to be really good and so i guess i always feel like underwhelmed by aframu that's fine yeah i I can see that i just i just have a hard time putting biofrost on the list when to me they're just like there are four like really kind of standout supports and like Bio is sorry, did I say Aframu? I mean Biofrost on the list. Yeah. Because uh, 
their four standout supports, and he had, had the worst team. And I, I just think that, like, Hakuo deserves recognition, of course. I could see Hakuo over Smoothie, but I think that would be kind of based on his performance against TSM if you did that. And, and I think that Biofrost and Hakuo are actually, like, pretty similar supports where, like, they don't necessarily... I, I think all of these supports, maybe to some extent, don't necessarily shine on these kind of more passive enchanter supports, Tom Kench and things like that. So, like, maybe you would give, actually, some love to, like, Matt, who is just so good on the Braum. Not before giving... Dude, what about Lemon Nation, though? Lemon Nation, for his, for his uh, Tom Kench play alone, deserves some accolades, I think. Because, I mean... Some accolades. It, it, it does take, like... It oh. takes a real player to, like, have just the... The fortitude to Tom Kench into the middle of the other team by yourself and just die. And do that repeatedly in multiple games. <laughs> it takes a real just innovator at support to play Glacial Augment Morgana and spam Spooky Ghosts all game and miss your Black Shields and don't do anything else. And uh, so that's why maybe Elimination deserves recognition as well. Yeah, where is he on this list? All right, moving on. Second team, <laughs> all NA LCS. Wait, we just kind of switched up this thing, though, so we should just maybe talk about, like, a different lane because we've just talked about supports. Yeah, but that's just because I wanted to go on a support team. But we haven't talked about the first team, then. I think we've, we're set in our ways now. I think this is the way we have to do it. Yeah, let's just do each position and then go through all three, I think. All right. What do you want to talk about, Molly? I know you wanted to talk about support, so you could give your boy your boy Biofrost some love, but maybe maybe I'll talk about mid because I also have a controversial pick. All right, did Febivin make your list? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Surprising. Who did make your list? Well, well, first we'll say the official list uh, that they came out with was Bjergsen first team. Jensen, second team, and Febby, third team. And so uh, I had Bjergsen, first team, and Jensen, second team, which I thought about, I really thought about giving Jensen second team for a long time, but he did play really well at the beginning of the season. Then Cloud9 kind of fell off just generally. But then third team, I put Power of Evil. Power of Evil. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> so you're gonna have to explain the power of evil pick because he's not on a good team, right? Yeah, but I think he was the only reason they ever won a game. He is like the the essence of the team. Him and Arrow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. It was just him and Arrow hard carrying, and I think he. I don't know. I think he just got destroyed whenever he went up against Febovin, though. I don't know. I think that counts for something. But I think he just psyched himself out. But that's not (laughs) good. (laughs) Okay, my other my other potential pick for third team uh, was would have been Phoenix. I think that's reasonable. But then he got benched weirdly. Yeah, benched for a couple weeks. I don't understand. Maybe. And then he played really bad in that first game. He or that only first played match. Rise. Oh my god. Just... And I'm... then was amazing in the third place match. I just don't understand. I'm pretty convinced something was going on with him for a couple weeks. And he was just in a funk. And for some reason would only play Rise. I love the conspiracy theories. No, Illuma I... Molly. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... well. It's just, we heard that interview on the dive. Which we've given a lot of, a lot of, like, shout-outs to. Yeah, that's true. But that interview, and who's, wait, who's the Echo Fox organization guy owner? What's his name? Rick Fox. Yeah, oh, Rick Fox. His name is Fox. Okay, yeah, that's easy enough. Um, <laughs> oh, the, I was the, I was thinking about the Enero interview, which I feel like I mention every podcast, but uh, you're talking about a different one. Yeah, and he just, it just kind of felt like he was hinting at the player dynamics that they had going on, and 
I, I don't know. It, it just made me think that some stuff went down on Echo Fox. And also based on their play, it was just pretty apparent. I don't know. We don't have to go down the Illuminati route right now, though. thought it was Illuminati. That's true. That'd just be a segment. <laughs> Illuminati? I kind of like that. <laughs> we should get, like, theme music for that. Michael. Hit us up with some Illuminati theme music. It's got to be like, like kind of mysterious. Yeah, I'm just going to come out with... I have so many theories about the NALCS. It's going to be great. They're so great. You should just start your own podcast where you, you're just like Info Wars. <laughs> and so, so, Molly, you said that Phoenix was in a funk. Yeah. And I just like don't understand... It, it seems like what it sounded like what Rick Fox was saying was that they started off the season on such a high note that when they started to lose, it became a sort of toxic environment for some players. Did and he say that? He was he was just basically hinting at that. What did he say? He said he said that he was talking about Dardock and how Dardock has matured a lot as a player and how and like what it takes to kind of go through that of starting off the season on a high note and then really struggling as a team and how some some players respond well to that and how Dardock has now become a player who is respond like responding better to those sorts of situation situations and to me it was just kind of like him saying that felt like he was... He's, like, subtweeting at Phoenix. Yeah. Or, like, throwing shade at, like, people on the team. And he also kind of threw a little more shade at Phoenix by um, talking specifically... They were talking about uh, the power that players have in determining the rosters they're on and how Dardock apparently was really insistent that he wanted to play with Phoenix on Echo Fox. And that's, like, part of why Phoenix is on Echo Fox. And, but to me, it kind of came off like Rick Fox didn't want Phoenix on the team, but he accommodated Dardock because he wanted Dardock on the team. I could see that. There does seem to be, like, a momentum towards DeMonte within the Echo Fox organization, both from Rick Fox kind of praising DeMonte and Inero being like, there are so many, like, talented NA mid laners. Yeah, and I mean, obviously this is just crazy Molly conspiracies, but... I don't know, that sounded fairly reasonable. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unlike your previous Power of Evil, Biofrost... uh... (laughs) Positions. First team all NALCS, Biofrost... Power of evil. Dude, but all right. Licorice. I'll, I'll defend my biofrost. Bio my biofrost. No, no, no. Pick. No, we don't need more of this. We don't need more of this. <laughs> You're right. I've I've said it all before. Yes. Just but like, yeah, that's interesting. And I do think that there's uh I just think that generally speaking, I think teams need to try to develop talent a little bit more and give them a shot. Just cause I think it'll it'll benefit the league as a whole. Um I mean, Phoenix is obviously a really good player, but he's not the the glue that holds that that team together. They might have to give up that funk. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't play inconsistently again. Well said. Well, what was what would your uh, mid lane ballot be, Eric? Uh, I think Bjergsen played really well throughout the summer, so I think he'd still be. The summer, the spring. What am I talking the about? Spring, yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely he'd still be in there. Summer. I don't think he'd be number one. Oh, it's so hard. The weird thing about the split is there weren't really any like super standout mid laners. Like I think people it, in coverage they all just like, be, like wave clear all day. Yeah, people in coverage might be like Febivin was the standout mid laner, but he exemplifies that style that you're talking about. Yeah, I think I might I might just keep it the same, and then the only one other one that you maybe could consider uh, based on playoffs and whatnot is Pobelter. Oh, that's actually a good one. I kind of forgot. Yeah, but but I, sometimes he doesn't always stand out that that well, and and I'm saying that after a, a point in time where he did, um, and he got to play a few more games than some of the other players, but and he was on the winning team, which you know not all of that's him, but uh, 
But yeah, maybe maybe you could put Pobalter in there instead of Febidin, or maybe maybe instead of Jensen, I think. Because um, Jensen didn't even get out of the first round. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go Bjergsen, Pobalter, and, and Febidin, and then drop Jensen to fourth. Whoa, Jensen down to fourth team. Yeah, I was I was tempted to go with Phoenix as well. I do think that Phoenix at points in the split was like probably the best. Yeah. And that to me makes it hard for him for me to like leave him off this list, especially where like Bjergsen, Jensen, like Febivin were all like solid, but like unspe- like Phoenix his high, his highs were the highest to me of any mid laner all split basically and i don't know it's just it's it's really hard for me i think i'm gonna go bjergsen jensen phoenix and i do think it's hard to kick out febivin because he was like really consistent uh and he was like an important player for clutch but (laughs) 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 but I think that we're kind of by like not having Phoenix on the ballot, we're ignoring that like it was like Dardock and Hooney are on the first team. Early in the season, Phoenix was just as much a part of their success. And like Hooney was like fell off maybe like as hard as Phoenix did. Like certainly he was more focused than Phoenix by opposing teams like plans. But, like, to say, like, Dardock and Hooney are first team and Phoenix just doesn't deserve, like, any credit, that, that's, like, that's dinging Phoenix a little too much for, like, the games that he missed, which is, as far as I'm concerned, like, not really a problem with, with him, uh, despite, despite possible conspiracy theories, maybe, like, attitude issues and, and certainly inconsistency issues that we saw manifest themselves in playoffs. But, yeah, I'm going to go with, with that. Yeah, I I could agree with that list. I I feel maybe I could go Bjergsen, Poe Belter, Phoenix. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I feel like Eric convinced me a little bit about Poe Belter and. I've just got to have Jensen on. I guess Smoothie is on there. I, I feel like Sven Skaren is on this list third team jungle i'm not gonna have fun scaring on my list i think that c9 needs some representation here and so that's why i can't i don't feel like i dude, can knock jensen they just down. get they get smoothie dude just get hard carried by smoothie oh actually i'm wrong though because sneaky is also on the list and he is gonna be on mine and licorice was the rookie of the split like i don't i mean you know yeah that's fair but that do, that contextually doesn't mean very much like i mean mike young was the rookie of the split last split and what jungler would he have been like sixth well, let's let's move the top lane. So, like, do you think? So, here's the question: Like, would do you think Licorice would be among the top three top laners? Um, De- definitely not. Okay. I I had him third team. Really? Yeah. Uh so so the top laners that actually that were actually voted on by by real people, <laughs> i.e., we're not real people. Not uh, us robots. Simulation program. Yeah. Is uh, first team was Hooney, of course. Um, second team was Hanser, and third team was Someday. The and legacy I... vote. <laughs> I actually agree. I kind of, a... I, yeah, I agree with that too. I think I think he played really well on Shogath towards the end of the split. This is Someday that we're, we're speaking about. But, and he had um, one really good he... gangplank game as well that we talked about. Yeah, I don't think consistently he was went above and beyond what any that anyone else did. I think Huni consistently applied a lot of pressure just with his champ pool and his aggressive playstyle, which is risky and sometimes doesn't work out, but I still think the amount of pressure he he provides for his team, it like he he was consistently one of the reasons they would win. Yeah. Um and then I think Hanser was consistent throughout the season, so I would at least have him I think in the top 3 for sure, maybe not second. I think I would definitely have Hanser second. I'm trying to think of if I would put anyone else. Well, let's just go through the top laners right now. Oh, I would drop someday, and I think I would put Impact, because Impact didn't play well, but he, like, came home and mm-hmm. when it mattered. I could see Impact was, was a lot better during the second half of the season. He was so bad the first half of the season, yeah. though. I think I would give him the third team. I could definitely see that. I do think that the second half of the season matters maybe a little bit more than the first half, which is kind of justification for having Bjergsen first team. 
So who else is, are we considering here? There's like Licorice and Solo, and I think we would all put Licorice above Solo, kind of, regardless of where this is. But I do think Solo actually, like, if you're thinking about Licorice, I think that leaving Solo off is, like, discrediting Solo a little too much. I don't think he was necessarily just strictly worse than Licorice. No, I also think they play a little bit differently. Definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I... Licorice will look a little bit, sorry. I think Licorice looks a little bit more prolific than Solo. Uh, he's he's just like more exciting, and I think he has a more exciting personality, uh, at least outwardly or publicly, than Solo does. So I, I think he catches people's eyes more. I think, yeah, and I guess his play style, he tends to be able to play a champion that is more of a role player for his team. Not a role player, sorry, like more of a carry for his team. Whereas I feel like Solo will just settle into a role-playing position, which when the meta changed mid-season, that's why I think it really favored Solo's playstyle and made it seem like they were kind of similar level top laners. So I agree. But I think they just are similar level top laners. No, no, no. That. That's that. That's. Okay, I ag- sorry. I agree. Um, yeah, no, they they are similar level top laners because of that. That is that is what I'm I'm arguing for. But I I still just feel like the ability to carry your team is much more important. Because I think I could see Licorice just taking on the role eventually of, yeah, of being a role player and playing champions that aren't carries and doing that really well. Whereas Solo becoming a carry top laner doesn't seem as likely. That's fair, but I think based on performance, it's it's really close this season. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying I think Licorice edges him out slightly in my mind. So, who like who have we not mentioned? We didn't mention Zig. I don't think he merits much consideration. <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned Lorlo, and I actually think there's an interesting case to be made for Lorlo. I <laughs> not like, for not for third team. Not for third team. I think Lorlo is really good, yeah. I don't think he's really good. I think he played well uh, when Golden Guardians started playing better, but I don't think he's, like, exceptional. I think that he was, like... I think he's average. I think he he looked worse initially just because the whole team was losing consistently. But I don't think he even looked that he's... bad early, honestly. I feel like he was, like, winning lane a lot of the time against, like, top, top laners. Yeah, I, I actually completely agree with Jimmy on this one. He he actually did look really good all season and was just a carry for Golden Guardians. They were terrible, but like <laughs> he was like the reason they would win. Yeah. I just I, I think I am actually gonna pick Lorlo third team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I I'm not in complete agreement with that. Well, I just don't think that Licorice was necessarily better than him. We I think that Lorlo was more consistent than Licorice, definitely. And, like, yeah, his team wasn't good, but I think Lorlo's pretty consistently, like, doing pretty well. Just, like, never falling behind, really, and playing kind of... I guess maybe he didn't really play tanks either. Maybe he is kind of, like, a similar player and just didn't have to play a role because they're like, screw it, we're going to lose regardless, so Lorlo, do you. But, mm. I don't know. So so maybe maybe I am kind of just, like, giving him kind of too much credit for being on a bad team. Because he looks good in comparison to his teammates. But Lorlo is a lot better than High this split. That is for sure. <laughs> we didn't talk about Flame at all. Uh, FlyQuest team is just so boring. Yeah. I think Flame was solid. Maybe maybe it's ridiculous to put like Lorlo ahead, ahead of Flame, though. Flame had kind of like a similar season. You know who we're forgetting, though? Who are we forgetting? Dokla. <laughs> dude his teleports were unbelievable why we're back we're back to, we just have to shit on dokla again <laughs> wait we've been shitting on everyone that's done like exceptionally poorly that's true that's true but like he was in like three games as a sub for the worst team <laughs> and then Six we games. spent like half a podcast Six games, my bad. and we've all yeah that's what i'm saying we've already dedicated like like probably thirty minutes of airtime to just dumping on Dokla. I it stops here. I love Dokla. Dokla played 
great. <sighs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> great job. <laughs> All right. So, wait. So, I, I'm saying Hooney haunts her. You're going Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like Lorelai so much. I, I think you're right, Eric. I think it should be Impact, probably. I would put Lorelai over someday. Yeah, I think... I, w- I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I might... I would do that, actually. I definitely would do but that. But you just think someday is, like, worse than Zig. You're like... No, someday was, like, slightly better than Zig. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he was, like, pretty bad this split. And then in playoffs, they were just like, we'll ban Cho'Gath. And then someday was like, I can't do anything, guys. Sorry. Just... Well, I also just don't think they played through someday very like like they played like, they played through when he was playing Cho'Gath, but I feel like the rest of the season, someday was not. He he's just there. Yeah, but I also just feel like they they didn't play through him because he wasn't playing well. He was just behind and lane constantly. It was like it was just the sorrow. It was the sorrow split for someday. Which is fine. I don't think he's like a bad player. I just think he didn't play well this split. Certainly not up to the standard of, like, last split. Where he even then was, like, maybe a little overrated. Everyone's, like, someday clearly the best top laner. And and he, like, was good and, like, never lost lane. And was just so crucial to, like, a Dignitas team that probably should have been just garbage. But, like, I don't know. I he He's just not a flashy player, I think, is part of it. Yeah. I think I would maybe put... Uh, now I'm between Impact and Licorice for third team. Maybe I would agree it, it, that Impact deserves it. I think Impact is the most deserving, just because th- his second half of the split was so good, and he had that like two the that one Shen performance just sends him up the list so hard. <laughs> just like the carry Shen performance, two v oneing the enemy team it was so sick. Yeah, it was really sick. All right, so we're going Hooney, Hauntzer, Impact. We're all we're in all agreement. going with that. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we did well. Get out of here someday. Some someday's gonna re ingratiate himself. Someday's very. I cute, mean, if, though. as yes. soon as Fiora comes back, someday's just gonna like repost his way to the top. Maybe we'll see someday on like New Aurelia or something. Ah, oh, screw that champ. <laughs> Champ that has, like, 15 dashes built into their kit. It's just like, please stop. It's a reset, dude. I don't care. (laughs) She doesn't need 15 resets. Eric just hates every champion. Nah, I just hate resets. I also hate every champ. (laughs) (laughs) But especially resets. But especially resets, indeed. So let's move on to the jungle. So we've got... Oh, well, we don't have... Excuse me. Uh, the real people, the quote-unquote real people, picked Dardoch, <laughs> Medios, and Sven Skarin. So, Dardoch first team. I think that's Obvious. a pretty like consensus yep. pick among us. Can I agree least. with that right now? Yeah. Uh, Medios is is like a a fair pick for second team, but I think you could argue Sven Skarin third team. I'm pretty leery about that one. But there pretty, also is an argument to be made there. Are you pretty Lyra about that one? Nah, Smithy. Molly is not on the Smithy hype train. Yeah, I'm not... Pre-playoff, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I do think Smithy did a good job of proving me wrong in the playoffs and i think he played a lot better but during the regular season i don't if these are a regular season award i don't think he makes the list for me yeah that's fair but i don't really think sunscarin was so much better than him i i could agree with that i had a hard time with junglers actually in choosing i felt obviously dardock is first but i i was kind of stuck between you know medios Lyra. Um, I do think Sven Skarin did play really well until like the last two weeks, maybe. And that was when all of Cloud9 was falling apart. So I don't think that's solely 
Svenskaren's fault. I just think Svenskaren gets like a lot of hype for his over aggressive play, like when it works out, and then gets dinged for it when it doesn't work out. And I think we need to be a little more even keel about Svenskaren. He's like an over aggressive player. And, well, no, actually, and that like hurts his team really badly sometimes. The reason I felt like he was really good early in the season is because he had kind of reined in his overaggression, and he wasn't in terrible positions, like doing bad things for his team. But then the last few weeks of the split, he kind of regressed back to old Svenskaren, who's just like going in for team fights way ahead of his team and dying before they get there and you know stuff like that that's just obviously bad play it's mike young-esque exactly and so yeah i think that was really disappointing i would be i would have been pretty ready to vote for sven scarian except the end of his season was so bad I, I, I think that Sven Skaren's, like, strong early season was a product of just C9 in general being really strong early. In the, like, Sven Skaren was on a team with Licorice, who at the time, like, was a top three top laner. Definitely. Like, early in the season was great. And then he has Jensen, Sneaky, and Smoothie. Like, of course he's going to look good. And, of course, like, his, over, his like, over-aggression, I think, is, like, going to be fine when all of his laners are just really, really good. Yeah. So I, I just I just don't think that Sven Skaren is like a top tier jungler, and I don't think that he really deserves like credit for being on a team that was really good in the first half of the split, just by far the best team. And then like he was a big part of why they weren't as good later. So I, he definitely doesn't make my list. I yep. know I'm being hard on Sven Skaren here, but I I think that we kind of know who he is as a player at this point. No, I I actually just. Completely agree with all those points. I mean, any, I wasn't really saying he's, like, solidly on my list. I was just saying he was in consideration, and now he is not in consideration. Uh, I'm just going to go with, with Dardark first, of course, and I think I'm going to go Xmithy and then Meteos. Wow, all in on the Xmithy train. Xmithy's mm-hmm. second team seems a little aggressive. I think Meteos is actually pretty deserving of second team. I think he was... He has never been, like, amazing, except for actually a few Zach games where he was, like, pretty eye-popping. But I think he's just been really consistent. There's a few Olaf games that was pretty good, too, I think. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. I just don't, like, I don't see Smithy having, like, the same kind of, like, pop-off potential. And you can say, like, well, he might steal a Baron that turns a final series. And to that, I guess I would say, yeah, you're right. But... I just think Medios was, like, better and more consistent throughout the season. Uh, and yeah. I actually would consider putting Lyra ahead of Xmithy. I do think Lyra was really bad in the first half of the season, though, uh, and then was stronger than Xmithy during the second half. But I think I would still go with Xmithy third team, just because Lyra was, like, was really, really bad the first half of the season. But then I just think he really carried his team in the second half. I'm going to go Dardock, Medias, Lyra. Yeah, I just think cool. that Clutch as a team stepped up a lot, and part of that is Lyra, but... No, that's true. But also, I think I, I think Lyra was still making good plays throughout the whole season. It was just like... It did just kind of get easier for him as Clutch got better. I mean, that's true. But, Lyra had some way over-aggressive, like, invades early on. Like, the first two weeks, I have no idea, like, what Lyra was doing. He was horrible. Yeah, Lyra was just so bad at the beginning. But once Skarner came into the meta, he just crushed every time he got on that champion in the regular season, which makes him, like, definitely honorable mention. And, like, I could I could see, like, knocking Xmithy out. But I'm going to go with Xmithy because he is more consistent, I think. One, one could even call Lyra the Scorpion King. <laughs> one could. It's definitely something you could call him. Yeah. So we've got one more roll here. And that's AD carry. So. So this is just an unbelievable list to me. <laughs> I just looked at this and was just like, are you serious? So, first team I'm totally fine with. First team is Cody Sun, which I actually, I very much agree with. 
But then second and third team are Zven and then Sneaky. Which I just can't believe Sneaky is on this list. Sneaky might be Wait, really? Sneaky is Sneaky was pretty good. I feel like. No. Sneaky is like almost more overrated than Febovin this split. I feel oh my god. <laughs> just, just shit on him. I, I just think his success was largely because of Smoothie. And I I think he played better at the very end of the season. Like we kind of, we talked about that during playoffs where he did have a, a really good series but I I don't think he was like I don't, I don't think he deserves I mean double lift deserves to be on this list and he's not on this list. Well, so who would we can we just like make a list? I I think Eric, do you agree that Cody Sun just should be first team? Maybe not. Maybe if not. you well, yeah, probably probably because I feel like he played he was like really integral to the split and he was consistent throughout the entire year. I think double lift needs to be considered, especially in light of like playoffs. For sure. I mean, after but, playoffs, I think we would all just put double if like first team. But but I think but I still think um, Cody Sun like played well enough throughout playoffs uh, that he like overall I think he was a little bit more consistent than double if. So I, I would definitely have double if at least in the top three now, and then then I think I would still maybe have sneaky and then Zven would be like fourth. So so who who are like who would we consider? Like we wouldn't put we wouldn't put so, Arrow in this discussion. We wouldn't put Deftly in this discussion. Yeah, even though Arrow's, I think, really good, just on a bad team, definitely was, like, fine. And then there's Apollo, who, again, I think is, like, fine, but not... I like, don't think I would put just, he, him in, yeah. in this discussion. Just because he doesn't have, uh, like, the pop-off potential. And then Wild Turtle, but no. We wouldn't put him in there. Stixay, but no. Stixay, no. I think, actually deserves, like, some consideration. No, here. no, no. Stixay was terrible early in the split. Was Sven really that... I guess Sven was like pretty good at the well, end of the season. Sven was just Molly's, consistent. Sven was Molly's just so favorite. conservative, though. Yeah, Molly's favorite like uh, criticism to le- level at uh, Febbin is that he's a KDA player, but I think Sven it, Sven is very much KDA. That's player. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think Sven is on my list, honestly. I think he can. I think if he's playing really well, that playstyle actually does work, and it works on 80 carries because you can, most times you cannot be like as aggressive as other champions are yeah. on aid carries because you will just die. But um, when you're not like just so on point, I think that when you are, would you play it as an a, a KDA player? You, you are like losing out on some aspects of like damage or pressure that you could otherwise have. It's really interesting. I'm just, uh, I'm going to be totally in agreement with that. Also because I love shitting on TSM for dropping double lift and biofrost. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> All the more reason. But I, I, I don't really fully understand your hate of sneaky. Molly. I, I think that like we've got that we've the backlash against like the love of sneaky has maybe gone a little too far with you because there were some ridiculous comments we talked about about just overwhelmingly praising sneaky and how great sneaky's been this season i think he was i think he was really consistent and really good and i i don't think it was just like smoothie carrying him i think that's a little ridiculous i just think there are just times a lot of times during the season which he cleaned it up in the playoffs but where he would just be in a terrible spot in a team fight and i mean he's always been fine in lane and i i just think he i mean i would put him over sven because sven was just playing really safe but yeah, he just wasn't, he really was inconsistent, I felt, over the course of the season. I would say Zven was consistent to a fault and Smoothie was inconsistent. That's fair. It's also worth noting that on the... I mean, the, sneaky. On the actual, yeah, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. But uh, I, it's worth noting that for like the 80 carry votes, Zven had 62 votes and Sneaky had 61 where Cody had like 80 pretty clearly at the top, but between Sven and Sneaky, it was very, very close. And I actually kind of wish that we saw like how many votes Double Lift got because a lot of these votes, uh, it seems like they're pretty evenly distributed through both the mid laners and the 80 carries because the top vote getters, like for Jungle, 
just ended up being kind of like a lot more points. Like Hooney had 120 points in the top lane, which is probably just like yeah. So to, so to give an idea, like top lane first team was Hooney. He got 120 points. Hanser was behind him with 54. And then someday was behind him with 34. Which is so, just nothing compared so to everyone else. So then to have like the 80 carries where it's like Cody Sun got 80, Sven got 62, and Sneaky got 61. It's just a, like a much closer, the votes are much closer than any other position. But yeah, I think I would put Cody Sun, double lift, and then I was gonna put Sven, but now I, I feel convinced that he's a KDA player. <laughs> And I don't know. Well, I mean, I, that's that might be a little extreme. Like, I think that it's kind of just his play style in general. Like, he, he does tend to play safe and get his advantages through farming and and really good like lane mechanics and control. But and he's but but um, just think sometimes he needs to be a little bit more proactive than he is. I think also you can actually give Sven kind of like props for playing alongside Mithy, who was by all accounts like pretty darn bad this split. Uh, as opposed yeah. to like Sneaky, who Smoothie was really good, and and it helps to have Smoothie as opposed to Methy, probably. Uh, but yeah. I I think yeah, it's really hard for me to not have double lift on this, and I I don't think that Sven really deserves it. I'm I'm gonna go Cody's on Sneaky double lift. Sneaky second team? I don't think Doublelift was that good this split. Doublelift had some really bad plays he... that just straight up threw the game. That yeah, jump in he... on Tristana against TSM for Liquid, like, that just lost them that that game that was, like, a tiebreaker. There but... were times that, like, in a team fight where Sneaky would just, like, step forward and stand on, like, a Caitlyn trap and then just die. <laughs> But, I mean, we're just talking about the same thing, right? And I like, know, but I'm just saying... I do think over the course of the split, Doublelift was a little bit weaker, but I don't know. I, I, I personally don't think... Like, I'm not... I understand that all not all the teams made the playoffs, but I still think you have to include playoffs, especially because it's the best of one format. I mean, if we're including playoffs, then Doublelift is, is my first team. Just definitely. Well, that's, like, my rationale for why I picked most of the players I did, because otherwise it would be a little bit different, and I understand that there's... I think they did it pre-playoffs, but yeah, still. they did. Yeah, I think even after playoffs, you could make an argument that like Cody Sun was first team, but actually, there was an interview with Doublelift where he was talking about like the bot lane matchup in finals, and he saw that Cody Sun had gone Doran's shield on Caitlyn and was like, "Oh, we won." And to me, I just like agree with that. Like, yeah, you don't ever really want to go Doran's shield on Caitlyn. And that really just shows kind of, like, the respect and, and bordering on, like, fear that, like, Cody Sun has of Doublelift. Uh, what was that matchup? It was Caitlyn versus... Uh, it was uh, Jin. Caitlyn versus Jin, I think. No, no, wasn't it? No, I think it was. Did they sweep or did they lose one? They swept. Yeah, it was Jin, the third game. I thought the third game was Jin, but... I think that Cody Sun played Caitlyn in the second game. He played we... Caitlyn in the first game and double played Tristana, right? Oh, no, that was no, vice versa. No, it was the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Now I just have to look this up. I feel very certain. Oh, wait, don't talk while I'm looking this up so I can cut this part. I believe Molly. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll just leave this in so that we can be, we can be like, oh, Molly, you're so right. Everyone praises Molly. And then turns out Jimmy's right, and it all turns on his head. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Watch this game, too. View player builds and analysis. And we've got double lift on Tristana, Tristana and Cody's on on Ezreal. Okay, I'm really wrong. Okay, now go to game three. Well, we already know that we they, Cody's on did play a Caitlyn game, and it wasn't game one, so... You did it, Molly. You're right. Yes. All right. So, yeah. What were we saying? Yeah. Cody Sun went. Oh, but we still didn't look up what that matchup was. Game three. It was Caitlyn. Oh, yeah. Versus Doran. You said that. Yeah. yeah. I said it. Yeah. Cool. I am the winner. You are the winner. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Caitlyn. Because, Caitlyn, you don't like. I don't know. Like, like, she can die. She's pretty squishy if she gets caught. But, like, you just. Like, if you. At that level, you just shouldn't be getting caught. Like not in lane. Yeah, and it's and it's not like, 
Like, Ole was playing Braum, which can be threatening at times. But, like, Afromu is also playing Thresh, which can give you, like, a lot of safety. And I don't know. It's just giving too much respect to Doublelift. And that makes me want to just put Doublelift first team also. Like, yeah, I think that if you're doing it after playoffs, it's just clearly Doublelift first team. But uh, I would go, go Cody Sun's sneaky Doublelift before playoffs. And I'm sticking with that. I'm going to argue that, like, after playoffs, I would still put Cody Sun first. Just because I'm looking at, like, the whole... I think after playoffs, I would consider the whole season and playoffs. And I think Cody Sun just played consistently throughout. And played really well throughout. And he improved mechanically as a player so much compared to last year. And I think he deserves... Yeah, and First. his decision-making was really, really good. Yeah. I think his positioning. Uh, yeah, in in one of the, in the games versus Clutch, the, his Cody Sun carry positioning. His Cody Sun. Yeah, the, the Cody Sun carry team comp positioning that he had was just so good. He was awesome. He was just amazing the whole time. So I, I think he really deserves it. And I would put double a second. All right, so that's uh, the, that's our uh, ratings. We we kind of came up with them on the fly. We didn't, and I think we kind of convinced each other of certain things. I wasn't gonna have impact third team, uh, but Eric, Eric, you got me there. And, there he uh, is. We're just like really trying to educate each other. And although Molly, we can't fully educate you that Biofrost is not the best support in NA. Uh, that won't keep us from trying. But he just is. It won't keep me from trying to convince you that he is the best support. I'm just excited for the summer split when he's just clearly the best support. <laughs> I hope it happens. I, I I mean, I'm not going to say I, I would be shocked, because I do think Biofrost is a, is a great is player. The, is the best player in NALCS. Okay, come on. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't really think that, but... Well, I think you do think that. On some level. <laughs> I feel like he's losing his title, though, as the cutest player in NALCS. Because Someday is so cute. This is something... This is actually something... I, I don't know if we're going along here. But this is something that... Kind of was one of the first things that like, got Molly like into League of Legends. We were like... I was just watching League of Legends... And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then, like, the game is starting, and they, like, show the player portraits next to, like, the champion portraits. And, it, like, so the game starts, and I was like, wait, wait, go back. I was, like, looking at the players. I want to see like, who, like, looks the nicest, who, like, looks the meanest, who's the cutest. And so now Molly and I just talk about this before every game. Like, who is the cutest? Who looks the nicest? Who looks the nicest? Wild Turtle is just obviously the nicest. Wild Turtle looks the nicest. He's the nicest player in the league. Based yeah. on looks. <laughs> Lyra's like the cockiest looking player. Yeah. Who is? Lyra. Lyra's got like a little smirk going on. Yeah. On his Lyra portrait. looks cockier than Dardock? Dardock is just like, just looks like you're like run of the mill nerd, I feel like. I don't know. Dardock to me just looks like the, uh, he's like arrogant, privileged white dude. I think he's well. That is what he is. But I think his his portrait. It's all about what what is conveyed uh, in the the portrait. It's, it's I don't ever watch aesthetic. that. So. Yeah. You don't I don't ever look that. at that. So so yeah, I'm not basing it on what you're basing it on. You're yeah. missing out, dude. Yeah. It's a really good time. So well, Bio, know. Biofrost became Molly's favorite pretty quickly because Molly's like a oh, Biofrost is just so cute. And also at the time we were both TSM fans. Yeah. And I was just like, I love Biofrost. But there's a new contender. Yeah. I mean, Someday is just so adorable. He's like just a little guy. He's so little. If you haven't seen, Someday's got to be like... 4'11". <laughs> That's not true. But he is just... He's like 5'3 at the tallest, though. He's tiny. Yeah. And he's got a really cute little face. He's got a cute little bowl cut, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. He's my first team. He's gonna make first team this this split as first team all cute. First team all cute NALCS. Actually, can you talk through this real quick? Who would be your first team all cute? So someday in the top lane, oh. Biofrost, <laughs> Biofrost support, 
Wild Turtle is Wild AD Turtle Carey. Lady Carey. Oh, uh, oh, mm. but Jensen is also first team all cocky though. Yeah, first team all cocky. We could also very easily do. <laughs> Actually, first team all cocky is almost easier to do. But it, it, Derek's tr- right. I, I think actually that Lyra is pretty clearly first team all cocky ahead. This is all 100% based on like their, their profile pictures in the. Yeah, Zardok doesn't look that cocky in his profile picture. I'm looking at Lyra looks super cocky. Yeah, it's like. Are there any cute junglers? Who's like a cute jungler? Like Andre I don't know. Lyra to me just looks like he has too much light in his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Who is he? Who who else could be jungler? Are there any cute junglers? Maybe that's like a prerequisite for being jungler. Sun Scaren just looks like like he works out a lot. <laughs> yeah, Even actually, like Con- I think Contract's picture might be pretty cute. It's pretty cute. He's got kind of like floofy curly hair. Yeah, I think he he might be pretty cute. Oh, he's smiling too. Yeah, he looks really friendly. At least he's definitely first team all friendly. Yeah. <laughs> And that and that definitely ties into cuteness. Uh, so wait, then what do we have left? Mid lane. Oh wait, who did we do for top? Oh, someday. Someday, obviously, obviously. And then oh, and AD carry too. No, that's wild turtle. Oh, wild turtle. I think there's an argument to be made for sneaky though. No. You just don't like sneaky. <laughs> like his, in his portrait, he like does look pretty cute. I think. All right, that, that I could I could. But Wild Turtle is also pretty hard to compete against. Yeah, Wild Turtle is just, he's got that shining smile, you know? And I'm not saying the sneaky thing because of the dark Lux cosplay and stuff like that. Get out of here with that. It's fine. It's actually cool. I, I, I like, kind of enjoy it. But the kind of... I think it's great, but it doesn't factor into his portrait. I, I think it's great, but I hate the whole, like, the whole, like... Like making fun of like transgender like conversation yeah. that ensues from it on like Twitch chat and stuff like that. So that's yeah. And and, and I, if it were done in like the spirit of like Sneaky the drag queen, that would be sweet. But it's done in the spirit to me of like Sneaky is dressing up like a girl and ha ha, it's hilarious because he's a boy. Like and that to me is just like bullshit and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's real. So my Oberlin came out there. Wait, I gotta look at. I gotta review these. I wasn't expecting this. This cutest question. I gotta review these mid laner roster shots. I'm surprised to make you don't have an answer just off the top of your head. I thought you, I thought you would just come into this with it. Well, most other. I mean. Well, mid lane is tough though because all the mid laners look so serious. Well, people change up. The thing that's hard is people change up their roster photos. You know, every yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. Like I think Arrow is smiling this season it's yeah. weird yeah he, arrow was very serious actually arrow respect. could be could be all in all nalcs cutest team but i think just it's hard to compete with wild turtle he could be like but, but his i remember his roster photo he's pretty cute in it oh yeah arrow is pretty cute in this one i don't know the wild turtle yeah wild turtle still wins Hi could be Hi could be That's what I'm thinking. I all, all I, cute. I think Hi could be all cute. Oh, I didn't even Oh, Deftly is Deftly? also yeah. just really cute though. Yeah. That's tough. Deftly Dude. might be like cuter than Wild Turtle and Arrow. I mean, Wild Turtle might be like all nice. Yeah, I think that's real. I think actually this has just made me determine that Golden Guardians Wins the cutest team. <laughs> they didn't win that many games, but they did win a lot of the all NALCS cutest team slots. Who could compete with High? Like Phoenix isn't really cute. Bjergsen isn't really cute. Jensen isn't cute. Jensen is is all cocky. And I know Bjergsen's is like cocky as well. Lyra is all cocky. Power of Evil is is, is not cute. Power of Evil looks like Power of Evil looks like he's like evil. Yeah, he actually looks evil. He he looks like he's he's like I am the power of evil. He like desires the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just it just goes to high. All right, that's the cutest team. So someday, contracts, contracts high, definitely, definitely, and Biofrost. Yeah. Wow, three golden guardians. Yeah. 
Maybe that's what, what the Golden Guardians organization was going for. They're like, let's assemble the cutest team of all time. And they almost did it. Man, Biofrost was like kind of available there too. I know. Could have had it. What a shame. All right. All right. I, I think that's going to just about do it for us on the Heart of Gold podcast. We've talked a lot about the cuteness of these players. So I think it might be about time to end. Yeah, that sounds good. Remember to send questions to heartofgoldpodcast at gmail.com. And keep up the great work, by the way. You all have been doing an awesome job sending questions. JKs, you're doing a terrible job. You're doing job. an awful job. So I'm actually going to take this time a little bit to admonish you. Eric, do you have anything to say? Okay, I'll just admonish you. Like, like really? I know that some of our friends are listening to this podcast uh, at least some of our friends, maybe some people we don't know. And, like, get on it, okay? Get on it. Send us some questions. We we live for these questions, and we're just getting nothing from you. So contribute. God damn it. Contribute to our content. Heartofgoldpodcast okay. at gmail.com. I'm angry. I'm Molly. <laughs> <laughs> and you just listen to Heart of Gold Podcast. And Eric is having trouble with his internet so eric is mia we're goodbye gonna go for eric yeah we're gonna find eric the music is playing right now this is this is all happening with the music so we can kind of just like ramble and it'll fade out Perfect. fading out all right bye later bye oh, oh eric's back oh my god all right bye <laughs>